What up? This is Yinkadiz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're back at you with another Speak On yeah. It. This time, we're going to do a quick review synopsis on the <laughs> recent uh, Notorious B.I.G. Christopher Wallace documentary on Netflix entitled I Got a Story to Tell. And this one was released March 1st. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're recording it on Friday. That's March 5th. Yep. I'm not sure when we'll, when we'll have this release, but... Um, we just watched it last night, Thursday night, and decided to give uh, our thoughts on it. So do you have uh, some initial thoughts on this? Initial thoughts is we've we've already talked about a Biggie movie. There's 700 million Biggie movies. Um, so, yeah. Well, let <laughs> me say this. Okay, so before we get into our thoughts on this, were you excited when you saw the trailer? No. Were you? No. Actually, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I was not excited either. Yeah. And I think two reasons. One, you know, like, first of all, okay, anytime I see, like, Biggie footage from, like, back in the day, it's like, all right, it's going to get my attention. Okay. Is it going to warrant my excitement? Look, if Mr. C or 50, uh, 50 Grand wants to drop all of these, you know, Biggie freestyles that supposedly he has... And you could put like a, a dope beat behind it and like polish it up and make it sound nice. I'll be excited for that. Right. Mm -hmm. But my understanding about Biggie, Christopher Wallace, mm -hmm. is that like he's doesn't have all that compelling of life. Like he's nowhere near as interesting as Tupac. To be honest, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if he's as interesting as Jay-Z. Hmm. You know That's what interesting. I mean? I never even thought about it from the perspective of how interesting his life is. I mean, I, I didn't see any footage that I haven't seen already. So, like, I see these clips yeah. of footage of Biggie that I've already seen before. I mean, there's, look, I, there's, there's, I, now it's a spoiler alert, but there's, you know, there's a little bit of footage from um, his boy uh, D-Rock, who mm -hmm. held the camera at, you know, the crowds when he was kind of on the Chitlin circuit time frame of his, of his career. That is yeah. the only footage that I have not seen before. The most compelling okay. footage in the entire documentary is the full unabridged version of that battle on the on the corner in front of that in yeah, front of that yeah, yeah, that yeah, store yeah. that we've seen yeah. Biggie Biggie battle before. I've seen that mm -hmm. clip a million times but I've only seen Biggie's part. So it was cool yeah. to see now the dude who was the antagonizer who, you know, came at him and Preem, Preem right. It was good to see yeah. that guy that guy's part cuz I'd never seen his part before. But other than that, like, uh, I don't know. Well, okay, so before we even get into the contents of the documentary, okay. and obviously, you know, there is going to be spoilers if you if you haven't seen this already, but chances are if you're clicking on this, you have, mm -hmm. right? You should have anyway. Um, You know, you mentioned that you've seen most of these things, yeah. and, you know, I guess to go back to my point, mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I wasn't particularly excited right, about same. this. Um. You know, the other thing, too, is that, yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to learn all of all that much. Right. I wasn't necessarily excited. Um, mm -hmm. My girl wanted to see mm -hmm. it, which surprised me because, one, she's not a huge hip-hop fan. Okay. Um, like, she likes hip-hop, but she's not, like, a hip-hop fan. And although she's very opinionated, so, okay, that's that's cool. But 
in those opinions, she does not like Biggie. Mm. So I was really kind of intrigued as to why she wanted to see this. But mm. nevertheless, it's like, all right, you know, I'll watch this. And I think initially when I saw that it was released, mm -hmm. this was not something that I was going to plan to watch like right away. Right. It just would have been one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, if somebody tells me, it's like, yo, Outlaw, you got to watch this. All right, that'll get me excited. Mm -hmm. Or else maybe like it comes like late March. I've got nothing else to watch. It's like, oh, yeah, let me watch this doc. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my mood going into it. And look, I say this as someone who the Notorious B.I.G. is without a doubt my favorite MC. Uh -huh. He's an elite level talent for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's while I while I think that you can argue that Andre 3000, Nas and Jay-Z are better or on his level. I will accept those arguments. But really, like when it comes to like my personal opinion, I don't think that any of those three or anybody else is actually even remotely close to the MC talent all around the the, the Biggie is, right? Mm -hmm. So this is like my guy. Right. And I wasn't really all that excited about this doc. This doesn't yeah. mean I, I thought it was going to be bad. Mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't all that excited about it. So right. have you gotten opinions about anybody else who's who's seen this yet? Nah. I mean, yo, no. No, this... This movie to me is like your homie who tells you all the time that one story about how they robbed a corner bodega or he got into a fight when he was in high school and he beat up the other person. You've heard the story fucking 700 times and then he's like, yo, yeah. bro, let me tell you this story this one time, yo. Uh, and you're <laughs> like, all right, yo, I've heard this story mad times, but cool. If you want to run through it again, I'm, I'm, you're my friend. I'm going to sit here and listen to the story, but I've heard this story before. All right, so let's just get this out the way. Did you like the documentary? No, but did, you don't have but did, to. But did I? I did not like. Yeah, it. I did not like it either. Like I feel like you feel a way about it, and I feel no way about it. Well, but that is that's relevant because yeah. if you don't feel a way about it, that's my beef with the documentary. Maybe, but see, right? the re the reason I say that I feel no way about it, and 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 I and I, and I, I guess it kind of matters is, and you know this about me, like I'm a hip hop nerd. You also know that Biggie's one of my favorite MCs, right? My favorite rapper of all time. So I I know a lot more about the Biggie story right. than most people do, right? I've yeah. seen a lot more documentaries. I've seen interviews. I've seen freestyles. Mm -hmm. I've seen countless hours of footage of Biggie in that time frame. So it's like, yeah. I, I feel like it could be good and I still not care about it. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, then let me ask you this. Is there any way that they would have been able to format this documentary where it might have been compelling to you? Um. So, have you seen the uh, the movie The Show? I have not seen it. Oh I've seen gosh, clips of it. See, you should watch it. Yeah, I've I've seen clips of it. I've not. If I've seen the entire thing, it's been like twenty fucking years, dude. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. So the show came out in like nineteen ninety five. I want to say so. It's, right. it's it's been a while. Um, but, yeah. you know, the show was formatted as this big concert, right? Built with mm -hmm. all of our favorite hip hop artists yeah, from Wu -Tang that time. Is in there. Right. Tupac is in there, right? Is he? I don't think he is. Because I, I think know. this I is know the Biggie Who is in there. I know Wu Tang is in there. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. all the artists we love from this time frame are, are in this show. And it's this one show. And it's that the movie is like the lead up to this show. And then they perform. And we get right. to see clips of them performing the whole night. That would yeah. have been compelling to me. Like if they had if they had made yeah. it, if they had formatted it, like maybe the lead up to the show that they did, where the first time he performed "Party and Bullshit," like in front of the Howard crowd or whatever that that one moment that they showed, if they had yeah. like 
made it the lead up and then the climax was like we get to see biggie and he's finally successful and everybody you know it's like dream yeah. realized maybe i would have cared but like it yeah. wasn't even formatted in a way that like there was any climax to it it was just like oh we just we have all this random footage and we're just giving it to you so i don't want this to get into a giant rant but that might be what this episode turns into but i think it's <laughs> i think it's warranted and i think it deserves it look okay I didn't hate this documentary, but it was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing we really get, like, all right, I appreciated hearing from Chico. Mm-hmm. That um, was because dope. Because he's not, he, he's not someone I really hear he from. He doesn't talk much. I don't much. hear from, from C. Gutta. And C. Gutta doesn't talk much, yep. I actually wasn't all that familiar with with Ollie, the story of Ollie and his uncle. I heard the name Big O referenced a couple times. He talks about him a lot like, on Life After Death, especially that one song. Okay. The Missing You song, yeah, remember? Yeah, he's like, my yeah, nigga, yeah, oh, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I wasn't necessarily all that familiar with the story of of Ali. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they covered it in the Notorious movie. No, nah. maybe they did, and I just missed it. That's such a bad movie that I've only it's seen terrible. it like once. Right, right, right. So, you know, from that perspective, like hearing from Donald Harrison, his mm-hmm. neighbor, that was right, cool that too. Was cool. Hearing from his uncle was cool, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, what was the purpose of this documentary? Now, before mm-hmm. you know, we get into your point about what would have been a good format, because I agree with you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned this before the Diego Maradona documentary. Um, I forgot why we, we talked about it. I referenced it at, at one point yeah. in an earlier episode, like a few months ago, mm-hmm. because Diego Maradona had passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to go watch that documentary, and it's amazing the way they do it. You know, he's got this entire long career since the age of, of 15. Right. And then, you know, I think he ends up retiring at 35. Right. The, the, where they started mm-hmm. is they started when he leaves Barcelona, which is one of the biggest clubs in the world, mm-hmm. to go to Napoli, which is this like mid-table, you know, terrible team in Serie A, which is the number one team in Italy. Uh-huh. Italy's a big league, whatever. But like, it's not one of like the big clubs in Italy. Mm-hmm. It's not Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus, right, right. Roma. Right, right, right. And it's like a shit show. Like, it's like the fucking Cleveland of Italy, right? <laughs> Yo, shout out and to Lee. So, and so, look, like, <laughs> that's where they start the documentary, the seven-year stretch okay. of Diego Maradona. Okay. Because, like, it's the most compelling story. Yeah, exactly. And, yes, you get flashbacks. Right. Right? And then, of course, it's got the whole 1986 World Cup run, Hand of God, and all that stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. they, like the bulk of that story is the compelling part yep, of yep. that 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 his 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 term with Napoli mm-hmm. similar to Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had the flashbacks, but like they kind of focus it around the Last Dance right. season. Right. And then they and then they had the flashbacks. This this documentary kind of starts off a little haphazard. Yeah. I don't really know what they're doing for the first 20 minutes yep. and then it's like, okay, then we're, you know, the 20 minutes mm-hmm. it's like random bits of of, of pieces from like 1994 and 1995 right. and it's like, okay, then we're going to go back. Yeah. But it just kind of felt like at the end of the day, it just kind of felt like his friends and his mom in particular who I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say why, I'm just I just want to put that out there so you guys know my bias. I'm not the biggest fan of Aletta Wallace. Okay. Um, but it gets into her pretty much talking about her son. Mm-hmm. I think that the parts were, were the, I think the most compelling parts that she had to share was actually the, the parts about Selwyn, the fact that yeah, he had another I family. I completely forgot. I, I didn't even the, know the, that part. And that's yeah, crazy. I'm not sure if I knew I, it either. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I've never known anything about his dad other than that he yeah. wasn't in the picture. Right, right, right. And I think like that's a really compelling piece. Yes. But but all together, like mm-hmm. 
the the documentary is actually comprised of like little kind of interesting things here and there, but right. as a coherent piece, nothing really goes together. They left agree. so much shit out. They don't mention the fact that he went to jail, which is a huge like. Yeah. What what were they trying to get us to take away from this documentary? Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like when you when you watch the Last Dance, just real quick, uh -huh. when you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, mm -hmm. you're trying to get the fact that he's a dog, like that mm -hmm. that he wanted to win more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And that he was an asshole because of it. That's what that documentary is trying to get you to feel. Right. I don't know what they wanted us to feel with this. I feel I that. Don't. I will say one thing that you you kind of teased out that I actually forgot happened, which is sad because it's probably the most compelling piece of the doc. But the thing that I did kind of take away just before the Selwyn bit, right? Um, I feel like, like you said, they spend like the first 15 to 20 minutes kind of all over the place. It's like, oh, yeah, it's all random the footage. They're in a hotel room. Oh, they're here. They're there. And you're like, okay, cool. Oh, they're selling drugs. Now they're not. And then, yeah. and then they give you this flashback and they take you to Jamaica. And it's almost like a belly yeah. sequence, right? And right, then they're kind of show you like Trelawney, Jamaica. And then, you know, you see like, like um dj's toasting you know what i'm saying and you see and you yeah, see that yeah, he's yeah. got an uncle who like introduced him to to dance hall yo literally that could have been the storyline the storyline could have been that you know hip-hop comes from jamaica right it comes from a jamaican yeah, dude who took does. jamaican culture and brought it to america not cross pollinated one, right grand grandmaster flash as well fair let's not because he's, he's got a jamaican background too fair it cross pollinated yeah. and created what we now know as hip-hop right this and so true. like they could have given us some sort of parallel storyline right where like biggie is like he's getting like the first generation of of hip-hop and like hip-hop's roots at the same time right so like he's he's interacting with hip-hop and he's interacting with the toast culture in jamaica every summer when he goes home and then yeah. because of that and you know this neighbor of his that introduces him to jazz music so you know i i texted you about it i was like yo yeah, i've yeah, been yeah. saying biggie been doing these these drummer cadences <laughs> with his voice for mad long so to hear it articulated by a jazz musician made me feel super smart for two seconds but yeah. you know so like the all of these factors kind of come together to create this person's perspective that makes them the perfect mc like yeah. and like they could have like created created that as the the focal point and then it become like a coming of age story and then like i said like it develops to now biggie blows up you know and then it ends boom you know yeah. party and bullshit happens boom it's a, it's like a storm everybody loves biggie now it's over that's the end right but like like you said like i left i left the movie not knowing what the movie wanted to tell me like i had no idea what it was trying to tell me it's interesting because you know there's been a lot of content coming out that has involved biggie in the last we'll say five years mm -hmm. most of it centers around tupac right mm. um but if you if you think about it you know even like tangentially straight out of compton mm -hmm. he's not in there but tupac is in there and you know you got the right. uh, biggie tupac thing but okay. then you had the all eyes on me on me movie Biggie mm -hmm. is in there. And then you have the, um, that was it the unsolved, the yeah. one where they focus on all the, the police who were trying to solve the uh -huh. murder. Biggie is heavily involved in that. But like the most interesting and, and compelling pieces of that all really have to do with Tupac. Fair. And I think that, you know, who, who directed this? Um, I was looking at it. Emmett Malloy. I don't know who this individual is. I don't know this person's um, background, other things they've worked on. Whatever, right. I'm not really interested in, in finding in finding out, but maybe I should. But nevertheless, like, <laughs> y 
you know, I feel that they try to try to, I guess they try to limit that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like I'm really, I'm really interested or curious as to why, like they didn't talk about him going to jail at all. Mm. Like they just completely glossed over that. And then by yeah. the time they get to Tupac, there's like 15 minutes left in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, was your goal to not really discuss these things? Like, because if, mm. if, if you're not going to discuss these things, then why bring them up at all? And then why not focus on something that you and I thought had been more interesting? Like, I, it yeah. almost feels like, like, you know, this whole reminiscent period of, of hip hop with Biggie and Tupac mm. is, 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 hot, is hot right now. How mm. can we capitalize on Biggie? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. How can Puff Daddy make sure he injects himself in the conversation? And look, mm-hmm. obviously, you can't have a, a, a Biggie doc without talking about Puff. But nevertheless, right. like, how can he get his final say? You know, it so was, we all know he's he's on Biggie's side. It was weird because you know there was some never before seen footage in this documentary, and it made me wonder why. Right? Like, like, right. like I felt like if you're gonna hold this footage for twenty years, yeah. My expectation is like you're holding it for some amazing thing that you're going to put out or there's yeah. like a reason. And so like for this to be the thing that you decide to use the the never before seen footage was just weird to me. It is weird. Um, Maybe Netflix just came with a bag like that. That's the only explanation for it I can think of. Like I just I don't know who this this documentary benefits. It doesn't make Biggie seem any better than. Like it doesn't glorify Biggie in any way. It doesn't it doesn't cement his status. The one um, angle that it did give us that I don't think that we've gotten about him before is like Biggie as like underaged father figure, right? Yeah. Like like we got a whole lot of like he was junior mafia's like father figure. He was trying to get all these dudes off the block. He was trying to give people opportunities. I don't know that, that they've told they should have. I don't know that they've told that story before though, like at all. But they didn't tell it well. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's kind of what would have been the best thing for this. Like, look, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if the party and bullshit is the best, uh, the best show, but I understand Mm -hmm. and agree completely with the idea that it's like the focus of it, like the the main, you know, the main timeline Mm -hmm. should have been like a lead up to a show. Like, so for example, the, um, the queen movie with, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury and whatever, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mm -hmm. which I couldn't get through because I thought it was shit, but nevertheless, I didn't see it. I know that that movie focuses like it, it's the build up to the the the, the AIDS the live for AIDS benefit mm-hmm, concert mm-hmm. The, the huge one right mm-hmm. I don't know if Biggie has a big show like that in his bag yeah. unfortunately but for me um, the reason I said it should be it should be around a show is less mm-hmm. about the show itself and more about the fact that I want it to to crux on the period before if you remember at some point um and I think it was it was C Rock who uh. Who or I mean C Gutta C Gutta I'm sorry not D Rock C C Gutta that's funny I said C Rock because that's the name that Biggie gives us when he he combines their names as, as yeah. with, with the character, but uh when when C Gutta is is talking about you know that moment when he realizes that Biggie is famous now right yeah. and he's like yo this is my little man off the block like you know what I'm saying yeah. so like to see people losing their shit over my boy was crazy like so what I'm saying is like I want the story to lead up to that moment where cuz we all know Biggie as you know white fedora frank yeah, white yeah, 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 yeah. you know cane like so 
T- tell us the story of like the 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 kid, the 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 goofy, you know, Jamaican kid who got teased, you know, but didn't care because he had jokes. All the way up to like, boom! Now like the world has got this guy, and he's now larger than life. Like that was what I meant by the show yeah, aspect. I I agree um, because I think it does need something like that. Maybe they didn't have all that much archival footage from that show, which is which is probably the case. Yeah, they probably didn't fair. have it. Uh-huh. Um, but nevertheless, they needed something to center around, and I think center around, and I think that would have been that would have been a good choice to make. And then yeah. you can have your flashback sequences, and you can really get into the nitty gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it just kind of felt like a, a bunch of people just kind of going through their thoughts. And I know that like mm-hmm. if you're not if you're thinking about a documentary, like just as a casual viewer, you probably think that that's what most documentaries are about. But it's like, no, there's some really good ones out there yeah. and they're just as good as fictional movies where you're left like feeling a certain kind of way. You know it what I mean? Like weird. I left I left the Diego Maradona documentary. Mm-hmm. He's. I, I didn't leave thinking that he was the greatest player of all time, even though I I realized that he had accomplished some things that my personal goat hasn't accomplished. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, like Who's I, your I understood Pele? Com- Pele, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um but nevertheless, like I understood completely why Pe- why Maradona is by far the more beloved figure than Pele. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. And that yeah. documentary really helped cement that for me right Mm -hmm. i just don't know like they should have they should have you know if you wanted to go with the family theme or -hmm. with the 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 friend theme and the the person from the block then you can get into all that and you can get into like the whole drug thing because Mm -hmm. you know my girl she was watching this and she didn't really like the documentary but one of the disagreements Mm -hmm. we had was the idea that like well you know biggie didn't need to sell drugs because her father came from a similar background Mm. And he didn't get into that life. And and I understood yeah. that, right? Because, you know, he probably didn't need to sell drugs. Nevertheless, uh-huh. like, I think there's just kind of an assumption that uh-huh. the MCs who or people in hip hop who have been in the streets mm-hmm. kind of just like, oh, they're they're attracted by the glamour of the streets. Right. And they just kind mm. of gloss over that. And it's like, no, mm. like it's 2021. We're older now. Right. You know, let's actually get into that conversation and really talk about like what was That's it fair. about the streets that drew him in? You That's say that fair. Biggie was really, really intelligent. Let's talk right. about what how he was in school. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that he went to a Catholic school. Let me actually hear from some teachers why mm-hmm. they didn't like him. Like who knows? Like right. let's get into that kind of story. I just don't yeah. think that it just kind of kind of like, hey, you guys know Biggie. Here's a bunch of footage that you probably haven't seen. Here's some people yeah, you haven't yeah. probably haven't heard from. Yeah. And let's just get them on screen and just have them talk about whatever they want to talk about. Yo, I just don't know why they had to make this. You do, you do give a good point though. That that is also another kind of unique thing that we just heard that was dropped that we would have would have merited a double click was right. Like we learned that you know. Like his homies from the block are like he did. He didn't. Ha- he c- came from like a. A decently middle class background for our neighborhood, for what right. we came up around, and his mom was actively trying to keep him from, right. you know, whatever negativity was there. So, I, I think you you do make a good point that like it w- it would have merited a double click. Like that would have been interesting to be like, you know, what was it that specifically that that took him in that direction? And and you know, we we get these little sprinkles of like, oh, his mom had breast cancer, and you know, mm-hmm. it was something that was really stressing him out and it was really bothering him. So, you know, did, did he feel like he needed to contribute because of that? Like, what, did, what did, was the reasoning? 
Did they even state that he saved his mother's life, that he paid for the surgery? I don't even think they got into that, did they? They didn't talk about it at all. They talked yeah. about how stressed what? out he was about it. But then yes. his mom is 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 doing interviews, right? So she she obviously, you know, made it to be here longer than, than him. So Yeah, they, because they never... he paid for her surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he? I think he did. See, I, I think I, he helped contribute financially to her uh, mm. overcoming and defeating breast cancer. I'm pretty okay. sure he did. They I may I might it. be mistaken, but nevertheless, the, they should have gone into that. The piece that was weirdest to me out of the entire documentary, and I don't know, know if you remember this, but it's like a lingering image for me, is at the very end, they show his grandmother, who they haven't shown or interviewed in the whole piece. Yo, she and looks then, healthy. And she looks she looks super healthy. And yeah. then they show on a television the, you know, the newscast about him, him you know, being gunned down and, and yeah. you know, and then... And then they show like her watching this television, and I guess it's supposed to be like us seeing her experience that. Like I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, get, I didn't get that. I didn't think it was effective at all. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if I have too many other thoughts to share about this, other than, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. Now, now I will say this: it's Biggie, and they're throwing out Biggie verses from his freestyles that I happen to know. So right. I'm I'm sitting there and I'm spitting along and I'm singing along, <laughs> rapping, whatever. And I am enjoying what I'm seeing just because I'm a Biggie fan. Right. I'm still able to be objective and I'm like, nah, this isn't good. Um yeah. you know, this was this was a waste of everybody's time, I personally feel yeah. like. Like I you know, if you're going if you're going to do a doc documentary about someone who is in the conversation to be the greatest of all time whether you believe that or not he is in the conversation yeah you know you gotta do something you yeah. gotta try to make this compelling and i get that his life is nowhere near as compelling or interesting as tupac because yeah. no one's is like i can't think <laughs> of a figure in hip-hop that has a more yeah. compelling and interesting story to tell than than Tupac. Tupac could have right. a documentary, a ten episode documentary series where each episode is an hour long, and that <laughs> probably still wouldn't be enough. That's how fucking interesting in Tupac is. I get it. And Tupac, he passed away uh, at like twenty five. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Biggie doesn't have that. Fine. Right. But like he's got enough that like, and that's the other thing too, right? That's the other thing too. That yo, this documentary was mad short. It was a, yeah. it was an hour and thirty seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. Which is like, are you guys just admitting that there's just not that much to talk about? Like, is yeah, that what we're doing here? And if that's the case, why do this at all? Like, I just, yeah. I just don't get it. I think one of the most interesting things that I saw is, um, I haven't seen much footage of Fifty Grand talking. And, yeah, I haven't and seen I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Like, he's obviously not the the most super charismatic on screen type of guy, so you can tell that that's probably the reason why. But my favorite, one of my favorite things in the whole doc is they're interviewing him and they're talking about how, you know, the, the, the demo tape that, you know, ends up in the source, you know, with, with Biggie and, and, you know, 50 grand what came together. And he's like, yeah, Biggie just told me what to do. Like, I, he's like, I didn't, I didn't mix it. I didn't cut up anything. Like he was like, cut the, cut the record here, play this here, play that there. Like he had in his mind exactly how he wanted the demo to be. So it's almost like. Biggie just had a DJ because rappers just had DJs at the time. But his yeah. DJ was really just his man who had equipment in his neighborhood. <laughs> and he just wanted, wanted to put him on, too, uh, because I always kind of wondered why. And it, maybe this is just me as a you know a nerd moment. I always wondered why he went to Mr. C. 
Like I yeah. was like, Biggie already had a DJ, DJ 50 Grand and Biggie. So it's like, why would he need to go to Mr. C and then Mr. C come out to put his, his shit out? But it made more sense when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard from 50 Grand over the years. He mm-hmm. does something, I think, every single year where or every other year, something like that, where um, I think it's on Biggie's birthday. He mm-hmm. takes like the, the modern hits. So he takes like okay. instrumentals of the modern hits. Yeah. And then he puts Biggie's acapellas over them. Okay. So the modern audiences will know how this legend that we all talk about and all celebrate would sound over like today's production. Mm-hmm. And he mixes it to the point where it's like, yo, like Biggie sounds good on these tracks. You know what I mean? Now, part of that is because Biggie is just, he's Biggie. Like it's hard mm-hmm. to go wrong. Right. But exactly. I mean, still like, I and I, I've heard him do these interviews where he talks about like, oh, I've got all these shits in the crates. It's like, well, fucking put the shit out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I want to hear it. Seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, every once in a while, I'll see something like pop up and I'm like, oh, I want more of that. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, the other interesting thing to me was, um, it's so interesting to me how like some people just kind of have it like the like the je ne sais quoi like like right. the the it factor about them and certain yeah. people don't and i noticed in in the documentary i like i understood why biggie out of all the people around him was the guy yeah but i also felt that about kim and i never i never knew this about her but like in all the footage that i saw kim in and i mean i we know we know little kim she went on to be very successful and famous on her own so so maybe that's part of it right like we we already know who she is but like i just feel like her her personality and that that kind of aura that you have around a star, I could see it in her. Like just seeing that like little footage of of them all kind of interacting with each other and stuff like that. And I mean, right. you know, for folks that haven't seen it, like the Junior Mafia footage is like, this is before these cats have like come into their own and now they're Junior Mafia and now Little Kim is a solo artist. Like this is, this is footage where they're mostly just Biggie's homies and Biggie's the, the guy that's trying to get on. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was really interesting because that's the first time I've really seen that from Little Kim. You know what I mean? You know, and regarding Little Kim, she doesn't have. There's no interview for her. Um, yeah. We don't talk about her that much. And look, I can understand if she didn't want to be interviewed. I get fair, that. Fair. Fair. Um, but nevertheless, again, I go back to the same question: Why did you guys make this? Like, what story yeah. were you trying to tell? That's the other thing too. Yeah. The documentaries, I got a story to tell. Well, what was the fucking story? Mm. There was really no story. It was just a bunch of people sharing their thoughts and ideas about this guy. But like, right. there's got to be there's got to be a central theme here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they yeah. and it was possible to do it. It was mm-hmm. possible to do it if you just sat down, you know, sat down, really thought about okay. What is an actual story that we can tell? What is something right. that people don't really know about him? Yeah. Um, there, and they, and there's so I many, just don't think they did that. There's so many angles they could have taken. Like, even just, um, like, how did we come up with this notorious B.I.G. thing, right? Like, like they, showed, yeah. they alluded to quickly that, you know, he got sued by this Biggie Smalls guy yeah. or whatever. And so he couldn't use that as his name anymore, right? right. And so they had, to, they had to switch over. But, like, even the whole, like, Puff getting fired from Uptown and them yeah. using like Heavy D's, you know, kind of image to try to figure out how to soften up Biggie because he's this super hardcore MC. Like that yeah. would have been an interesting story as well. Like how did we get the Biggie that we all know and love today would have been interesting, but we didn't get that either. It's it's crazy because I feel like as bad as Notorious was, and Notorious <laughs> is not a good movie, I feel like that was actually more compelling than the documentary. But it was like a theatrical release, though. 
Yeah, but what I'm saying though is that you actually kind of got some more interesting, like mm-hmm. the story of how Juicy comes together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, Puffy is lying his ass off. Like, <laughs> we all know that Biggie did not like that song. Right. He did not want to make that song. But isn't that we what happens all in fucking the know that? Yes, but they didn't share that in the documentary. They oh, shared yeah, that yeah, yeah, in yeah. the movie, yeah. and they show the scene where you know the birthing of 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 or the origins rather mm-hmm. of when Biggie decides to stop writing lyrics and just sit with the beat right, and come right, up with right. it in his head and just spit, mm-hmm. right? Like that was the origin of that in the movie. Right. They didn't discuss any of that in the documentary, nope. which they should have. Like if you're going to talk about how musically savvy he was and how you know versed he was and country mm-hmm. blues and jazz and how he used drum cadences right. to deliver his raps and stuff like that mm-hmm. then it's important to talk about how you know the first half of that album ready to die he's writing mm-hmm. and then there's just a switch midway through where he stops writing yeah. talk about that yeah. that's interesting they don't yeah. discuss any of that like i just it just felt like a bunch of missed opportunities. Look, there were some things mm-hmm. I, I hadn't seen that I had learned, which was cool. But at the end of the day, had I not learned it at all, I would have been just as fine. Like, I, I didn't need yeah. this documentary. I don't think yep. anybody needed this documentary. Um, You know, I didn't hate it, but I'm, I'm disappointed in the filmmakers for, for making it because it mm-hmm. just I think he deserves more. If you're going to do this, he deserves more. I thought this was like, you know, um, Amazon Prime does some of these. YouTube does some of these, like these little like throwaway documentaries where they yeah. just kind of throw something out there and you be like, oh shit, there's something about Big L on here. I'll, I'll watch right. it. Like that's what this was in terms of quality level. Had they just thrown it out there like that, I don't even think we'd be talking about it. And and that's that would have been fine. Yeah. So anyway, uh, final thoughts. Do you have anything else to, to, to add? Final thoughts. Biggie, greatest of all time. Um, I feel like we're running on fumes. If, yeah. if this was if this was a documentary, just stop. Like stop. We don't need any more. That's it. I think that is a good punctuation point for this. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we uh you know we we migrated uh platforms. So right. previously we were distributed by SoundCloud. We are currently distributed by a company called Podbean. Shout out to them. And so as a result of that, you know, did we kind of have some syncing issues here and there. So if the if the podcast didn't drop where you expected it to drop, just look out, um, look out on our socials, et cetera, and we'll try to make it available as quickly as possible. Yeah, and we've made this transition so that hopefully we can try to expand the podcast right get yeah. some new listeners get some growth for sure um so expect some 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 things from 80s babies moving forward yeah Hopefully. yeah yeah all right y'all i think that should wrap it up peace who y'all peace. talking to man um, check it out check it out this here goes out for all the niggas that be fucking mad bitches and other niggas cribs thinking shit is sweet Nigga creep up on your ass. <laughs> Live niggas respect it. Check it. I kick flows for ya. Kick down doors for ya. Even left all my motherfucking hoes for ya. Niggas think Frankie pussy whip. Nigga picture that with the Kodak. It's the Matac. We don't get down like that. Lay my game down quite flat. Sweetness, where you park that? Petiteness, but that ass fat. She got a body, make a nigga wanna eat that. I'm fucking with you. The bitch official though. Dick harder than the missile, yo. 
Try to hit it and she tripping, disappearing like Arsenio. Yo, the bitch push a double O with the five in front. Probably a canary stunt. Y'all drive in front. I'm appeal with her. Find a deal with her. She fuck around and steal, huh? Then we all get laced, televisions, Versace heaven, when I'm up in them, the shit she kick, all the shit's legit, she get dick, from a player off the New York Knicks, nigga trick ridiculous, the shit was plush, she stressing me to fuck, like she was in the rush, we fucked in his bed, quite dangerous, I'm in his ass while he play against the Utah Jazz, my 112 CD blast, I was passed, she came twice, I came last, roll the grass. She giggled, saying I'm smoking on homegrown. Then I heard a moan, honey, I'm home. Yup, so chrome for situations like this. I'm up in this broad, I know he don't like this. Now I'm like, bitch, you better talk to him before the fist put a spark to him. Fuck around, shit, get dark to him. Put a part through him, lose a major part to him. <laughs>